Welcome to Book Tour. Two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Um, if it feels like you got three episodes in a relatively short period of time, um, we should probably rehash just a little bit of, of what uh, of what transpired. Yeah, so um, as we as we maybe mentioned, but now we can tell the full story because I feel like it's pretty much concluded. Um, at some point, our website got hacked, and so uh, we decided to look at alternatives uh, for how we host our podcast. Came upon Podbean. It's one of those things that's been around forever, but it wasn't necessarily something that was available when we first started our podcast because we've been going for seven years now. And uh, we decided, hey, this is going to save us a lot of money on a monthly basis. Plus, you know, we won't get hacked. So, or we won't have to pay someone to unhack. It, it just made it. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> so. Russians aren't getting shit over on us anymore. That's right. Podbean. And then what we did was, obviously, we wanted all of our episodes available. So we uh, imported the entire podcast feed to Podbean. You know, 400 episodes, seven years worth of podcasting. Um, and it was at the beginning, I think it was like the very beginning of the month of April, maybe not the best choice. And um, then I, I think we had one one more episode squeak by, but then they hit us with a warning. They're like, hey, man, you can't upload 400 episodes every month. So we got we got shut down. We got throttled. <laughs> right? Yeah. Essentially, they were like like a, a guy that had a girl like kind of start staying over <laughs> and like gave you a drawer. Yeah. But then all of a sudden like your shit's all over the bathroom and in every drawer, right? <laughs> so they were like, all right, whoa, whoa, so let's let's talk about this. Yeah. And we needed oh, a couple yeah. weeks to cool down. Mm-hmm. And, and now uh, we can start filling one drawer at a time. Now here's uh, this is an important thing. I don't think we emphasized this before. So we continued to make and publish episodes uh, in this, in the in the time that we were shut down, so the the people that are contributing to Patreon, they never missed a beat. They got the episodes as we made them, uh, and, and I'm not like using this as some sort of weird extortion. To, like, it <laughs> sounds a little like I'm using it, but like um, Patreon people, you know, we upload the episodes there early, so they got them their early episodes, and then you know everybody else just kind of had to wait. Now we're caught up. You got your Christopher Moore's Noir review. You got your Unburied Carol by Josh Mallerman. And now here comes an interlude uh, while we prepare for our next book. Right. And we want to start off with what was uh, what is big news today for a uh, friend of the podcast. Honestly, like we've had some big news and we I guess I guess we could say we've had some big friends, too. Um, But longtime friend of the podcast and. um, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, all right. So Rob Hart, we've known him forever, and we've reviewed, well, like three of his books at least. He's been on for an interview, I believe four, because we did that that uh, book shot too. Oh yeah, the Patterson books. So we did yep. three of his Ash McKenna books. New mm-hmm. York. To, ooh, let's see if I can remember them all. New York. To, uh, there was South Village, and what was the second one? Um, Dude, you know my dementia is strong when it comes to remembering uh, things. Uh, while Rob, while Rob's trying to think about it, this is what a typical uh, conversation goes by, like between me and Rob. I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, remember that one book by the guy? You know, the guy we met him when we were at that thing once. The book's about a guy who gets involved in this thing, and then Rob has to like infer what I'm talking about from from stuff that sounds frighteningly similar to what I just uh, what I just acted out there." City of Rose. City of Rose. And I yeah. did not look it up. So I knew you wouldn't. That's why I said I'm just yeah. gonna give you I'm gonna give you thirty <laughs> seconds to come up with it on your own. Uh yeah, so we reviewed those books of his. Um had him on the fo- podcast. I actually was a guest. This is where it gets cool. Um I was a guest one time on the Lit Reactor podcast. Uh back in the day. Uh Lit Reactor launched I think a month after booked, or like a couple months after. So we've got literary ventures that are kind of corresponding and how long they've been going on anyway the i'm just i'm filibustering we don't have anything to talk about this episode so i'm trying to just fill <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to fill the airtime um rob announced so we knew that he had a book coming out called the warehouse so we knew he was he was working on a book called the warehouse and um it is the book his first book after the ash mckenna series 
Because there's the three books I mentioned, and then there's The Woman from Prague, and then there's Potter's Field. So mm-hmm. it's a five-book series. So this, The Warehouse, is the one that's coming out as first kind of full novel after that series. And it was purchased by Crown Publishing, and before even being published, is optioned for a movie. And if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, um, I think that was bought up like before it even went to auction. Like Crown picked it up before it, it went to auction initially, if I remember correctly. Maybe. I don't know exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was there was something going on with that too, where it got picked up like super quick by somebody. It was a hot property, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um the big news is who who might be involved in 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 making the movie, which is Ron Howard. That's just this much I'm holding my fingers really like less cool than having Fonzie do your movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, right? like, that's um you know him obviously as the narrator from Arrested Development. Yes, yes, that's what I know him from most. But if you go back, <laughs> oh, that guy other... in like nineteen thirty was on uh was on the that Mayberry show, right? Andy Griffith? Was he oh he's Opie. Uh, he's Opie, he's a little kid, yeah. right? It was like like nineteen twenty five or whenever that, that T V show was made. Before <laughs> before color existed, when the whole world was just black and white. So yeah, he's been he's been around for a long time. Look, I grew up on Happy Days. So whenever I see him I actually just think Richie Cunningham. Yeah. So well, and then yeah, yeah. And then so for me it's it's funny cuz you mentioned Henry Winkler um cuz you said Fonzie. Both of them in arrested development. I just want to say that. Oh, I got you. Is 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 um Ron Howard actually in it or does he just narrate it? He does just he... narrates it. Okay. He doesn't yeah. actually appear in it. Um this is super cool and and I mean Ron Howard is if he's not a big enough name already is attached to what is likely to be well maybe now the second biggest movie of 2018 which is the Han Solo movie. Oh yeah, the Han Solo movie. I say second because I don't know, Infinity War like just went ape shit and did like 300 million dollars like opening day or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, we may have to talk about that. I'm looking at um I want to see the caliber because I don't know if he would be the director or a producer or something, but I'm looking at, I'm looking through some of Ron Howard's directing credits and, um, I don't know. There's some stuff in here, dude. Are you familiar with much of his work? I seem to know that he does a lot. So I'm guessing that I might be. So let's see. There's some earlier. Oh, he directed cocoon. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm aware of that one. He directed Willow. That's crazy. Backdraft. Apollo 13. Ransom. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. A Beautiful Mind. The Da Vinci Code. Frost Nixon. Angels and Demons. This dude has some fucking Inferno. So he's done all the Dan Brown books. Yeah. Yes, I actually did know that. I, I probably wouldn't have come up with that on my own, but I do know that. It's weird. I don't know. You know, I'm going to go against the grain here. I don't know how much a director is really responsible for. And and I go with this statement, not, not just on, on my own. Um, is it something that your friend Milo said too? No, this has has nothing to do (laughs) with any friends of mine. Actually. Um, Kevin Smith talks about directing, um, TV shows. He's done a couple of the DC shows, like the episodes of the flash. I guess that's a little different because they, they have guest directors all the time. But he says, he's like, I don't even know why I get credit for this. Like, I go hang out with these people for a while, and they all work together, and they all kind of know what they're doing, and I do very, very little. So I I don't know how much. I mean, I guess when it's a movie and it's a single property, these people don't work together. They don't already have their character relationships down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess it's probably different in a movie. But it's like for TV shows, the director seems to be very unimportant, at least according to Kevin Smith. Probably pissed off some other TV directors, I'm guessing, by saying that repeatedly. You had me confused for a second because I, I I thought that you meant that the warehouse was going to be a TV show. No, 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 no. I was saying that that my my experience in like I don't care about directors at all. So the only director I've ever heard speak on it is Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, I see. So so it's everything I know about directing I've learned from Kevin Smith. Well, so here's here's the I guess the easiest kind of poll I could do for. There's a couple of examples I can give, and they're just like stuff that I'm familiar with. Um, in the television world, I'd say that 
Um, and you're going to love this. Hannibal. So Brian Fuller was like the the like the main guy on. I guess you call him. Yeah, he was a director for the Hannibal series. Mm-hmm. And he has such a unique style. Um, and it's it's really it's weird. And like it's the dream sequence kind of look that you you kind of hated. Right. Yes. Yes. That was Absolutely. very apparent also in American Gods, um, which he was he was the the head guy on that as well. So this it was it's unmistakable. His his fingerprint is on both of those shows. Uh, in in movies, uh, I would do the example of the obvious one. We Edgar Wright has a very specific style that you can kind of see in all of his movies. But like if you look at John Wick, who's who's, who's Edgar? Okay, so you're getting to it. I gotcha. Oh no no, I'm I'm, I'm jumping away yeah. from. So Edgar Wright did um, Scott Pilgrim, Shaun of the Dead. Um, okay. all those, uh, yep. Simon Pegg movies mm-hmm. uh, Simon Pegg wasn't in Scott Pilgrim. I'm aware of that. You fucking <laughs> listeners are going to call me out on that. Um, so his style is unmistakable. Um, but then if you look at a little more common, more, more modern, I guess, example would be, um, John Wick. A couple of the guys that were, I think the guy who's uncredited, like co-director, of John Wick, also he was the one who was the director for Atomic Blonde, and like those two movies are fucking so similar. They're like you would think that they're they're like in the same universe. I I saw Atomic Blonde. I did not see John Wick. Yeah. Oh, so I don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, listen. I am very excited for for Rob Hart. I can't. I can't imagine what you know what this week has been like for him with that news coming out. But yeah, huge huge kudos to that guy. I'm looking forward to to reading that book. Did you look at the premise of the book at all? I I don't know anything about the warehouse. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I uh, I probably should just actually pull it up on uh, on Amazon. But um, it is about a. It's it takes place in the near future, and it is about a uh, a huge online. Um, it's like about Amazon, essentially, okay. <laughs> I guess this is the best way to say that. I'm going to go ahead and just pull it up. All right. I don't know. Rob had to do some weird uh, some weird editing, but I'm going to read you the, the synopsis from the Deadline article. In a near future America ravaged by political strife and climate change, an online retail giant named Cloud brands itself a global savior but hides a dark truth. Two of its employees, one in security and the other a spy, meet and fall in love. However, their relationship is soon threatened by the deadly nature of the spy's mission and the all-powerful megacorporation they both work for. (laughs) Oh, punctuated by that lovely motorcycle. Told you, the second I closed that window, man. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Um, That sounds cool. And here's the thing. of Of the Rob Hart books that we have read... Um, sometimes I, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this and over the, something that would sound like it's kind of lame and over the top, not that this does, but like he always makes it cooler than it sounds, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. So like that sounds cool, but I expect because it's Rob Hart for it to be like more cooler in a, in a more nuanced way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I bet you he's looking forward to it. He probably is. Um, he's got to be on Cloud Nine. <laughs> Why did you say that so weird? Because Cloud is the name of the giant online retailer. Oh, that, there you go. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, See? I'm, just, I'm too dense tonight for that's all right. That's the level right. of comedy so. that you're bringing to this. Um, Potter's yeah, Field will actually be out in July, which is the final, maybe final Ash McKenna book. We don't know that for sure. Um, yeah, if this sells, the, if this sells like crazy, and the whole back catalog of Ash McKenna gets <laughs> rejuvenated, yeah. we may see thirty more Ash McKenna novels. Who knows? Yeah, it's the planned final book, but who knows? Um, so, something that has was in development before the Rob Hart became like you know the biggest name in books or whatever was um, going back to the fact that he co-authored a book with James Patterson. Um, in one of our episodes, we had mentioned, I think Olivia's brought it to our attention that, um, an upcoming James Patterson book is co-authored with president Bill Clinton and it's called the president is missing. Mm -hmm. And Rob actually had reached out to us and said, Hey, 
when you guys, if and when you guys do that book, I'd love to, or I'd be happy to, I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Um, he wanted to basically guest review with us. And so, um, he's still down for that. I verified that recently. Okay. I was like, are you making this public so that if he bails on us, cause he's rolling around in $50 bills, like, and is not reading yeah. anything anymore that like he's now committed. Cause we've told people that he said he would. Yeah. It's a public, like no take backs mm-hmm. kind of, um, kind of proclamation. But yeah, so like we do plan, uh, to, to review the Bill Clinton, James Patterson book, the president is missing. And if all goes well, Rob's going to be there to talk about it with us. I I don't want to take anything away from from Rob Hart because that's that's who we're who we're uh, talking about. But you know, how weird it is to hear you just say we're going to be reviewing the Bill Clinton book. Like, it's just a bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's a bizarre statement to make. So, um, lots of fun stuff. When's that one coming out? Do you know? It's it's that's June in or July, right? Mid. I think it's in mid or late July. Yeah. Okay, so coming up in so, just a couple in months. The summer. Yeah. Um, and, and we are open having um, James Patterson and or Bill Clinton on this podcast. So that's a funny thing. So I don't know if you looked at um, Livius, but I emailed um, Little Brown, which is the publisher for this uh, upcoming Bill Clinton Patterson book and just, you know, requesting review copies. And <laughs> so jokingly, I did say we are open to to uh interviewing them on our podcast, like interviewing the authors on our podcast, just like ne- never expecting in the world that they would be like, Oh, we've got to get them on this show. But, um, those are the times it, from my experience that like we do get something out of it is where we just like say something like that. So you never know. I mean, I imagine on, on some type of audio book tour like that, that someone just puts it together and they're just looking, they're like, what else we got? Oh, this book we will give them 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, just punching numbers in. I mean, they may be busy enough not to do any research to find out that we're probably the smallest place that's approached <laughs> them for anything. So you never know. There you go. So oh. this year you could be hearing a former president on our podcast. And if not, I, I can work on my Bill Clinton impersonation. And maybe we have not anyway. Yeah. All right. I so. mean, that that's cool. It'll probably sound a lot like <laughs> me trying to sound like Bill Clinton. I mean, that's what I would expect. Yeah, that's yeah. It's the level of dedication I have to that plan. What else is going on, man? How have you been? We haven't really talked much. I mean, I know this is probably <laughs> a poor place for us to have a conversation, but really, we have nothing else. Yeah, I have a weird. All right, I'm not. I always say this, and but I don't. I honestly don't know if this is something that's going to make it to the final cut uh, because it's it's really it's really weird in a concerning way. Um, so I'm just going to tell a little story. I'll, I'll set it up a little, little background story, and, and it's going to go from the last couple of months all the way up to last night. <laughs> um, Livius, you've been to my apartment. Many times. Yeah. So Livius is aware. I have a very small apartment in a very small building. It's a one-story building, and um, it's it's real small. Like, I can't, I can't oversell, undersell the smallness, whatever. It's a small apartment. And um, there's six apartments in my building. There's one apartment that um, shares a wall with the side of my bedroom that I have my book my bookcase on. And I think that's helping in this situation because the person who lives in that apartment um, has an infant child. And so um, the walls are, are not thin like where I can hear. I can hear the baby, but... Um, it's it's very quiet. So, but I must have become attuned, like over time. Like you know how you like just get accustomed to like a mm-hmm. sound. Sure. Because I had I think it was um, when Jesse and Misty were visiting, the baby was crying once, and I'm like, oh, you hear the baby? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, it's not loud enough where you. It, it's not conspicuously loud, but I can hear it. And so I want to I want to stop with a question. I want to interrupt. Yeah. Have you ever seen this baby? Never seen the baby. Okay. All right. I've seen uh, like a car seat. Okay. Uh, and I've seen the mother. Okay. I've never actually seen an actual physical baby. Fair enough. Um. So you know, it's been a few months that this. I, I don't know if they just moved in or just had the baby or whatever. I know it's a very young baby. Um. But I can count on like at certain times of night. I'm. I'm. I. I 
stay up late. And I know around two in the morning, that baby's going to start crying for a little while. Um, it's just become like part of my existence. And here's, here's where it gets weird. And I don't know how to explain this. And this is where I'm a little <laughs> nervous that maybe I haven't been doing the right thing. <laughs> um, and so I noticed that often the, the mother will be sitting in her car, just kind of chilling, like looking at her phone or whatever, but for like long periods of time. And, and at first I was thinking, oh, there must be like, you know, the parents must switch off who's going like to get some quiet time in the car. That would make sense, right? Mm hmm. So, <laughs> you're like, get to the point, Rob. So after, after a while, I started realizing, like, I'm only ever seeing this one person. I'm not seeing a second parent. I'm only seeing the mom. So then I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm like, is she just like leaving the kid by itself in the apartment and, and going and sitting in your car? Do you think that's possible? Um, it is. So have you heard the baby crying and then just seeing the mom sitting outside like moments later? <laughs> I mean, I've never been able to exactly correlate the two. Like, I don't pay attention to if the baby's crying when I go to like go to my car. You know hmm. what I'm saying? That's interesting. I mean, I know somebody with a toddler who, if the toddler is asleep in the car, sometimes will sit in the car for like half an hour just not to wake the toddler up. But like, but that's different because babies will sleep through anything, you know. But yeah, you got like a three-year-old, you got to carry up some stairs or whatever. That's that's likely to wake them. So sometimes, like, you know what? Let her take a nap. I'm gonna enjoy some quiet and whatever. Catch up on Facebook or whatever. You know, you do while you're sitting in the car. So I, I don't. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of weird. So in this situation, though, I feel like the baby's inside the house. And... No, no, I understood. Okay, I good, understood. Good. I got that part. I was just trying cool. to offer a, a potential suggestion. Cool. I just want to make sure I was being clear. So this is this has become kind of the status quo. Like, I can count on if 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 they're home, uh, and and I need to like either leave or if I'm coming home or whatever, probably I'm going to see the mom sitting in her car. And so it started. It started to occur to me like, is that normal? Like, is that like if you're just spending all your time away, like in the parking lot while your kids like laying around crying. Is that, is that like a normal no, thing to do? No, that's not a normal thing to do at all. At all. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying <laughs> to think of other reasons. I mean, there are some babies that just enjoy riding around in a car. Like that'll put them to sleep. Yeah. Um, so I, I know people do that, but then usually the goal is to just get back home and have the kids sleep for a little while. So you can go on with, you know, doing whatever you need to do. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this woman just kids crying. She's like, fuck this shit. And she goes and sits in her car. Yeah, that's kind of the conclusion I've been coming to. And then the next the next logical step is what what do I do about it? And so far, I've been so like it's been such a gradual like um, you know, unfolding of events that like I, I haven't done or said anything, but I don't really know. Like, first of all, I don't know what's really going on. Right. And second of all, like, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what a normal, like, how to normally treat a child anyway. Like, <laughs> you could have been like, yeah, it's totally normal. People do that, Rob. And I'd be like, I, you, you must know what you're talking about. Your mom's going to call you an hour after this episode <laughs> posts and be like, I used to do that shit all the time. Yeah. You were a fucking, <laughs> you cried a lot, you little bitch. You cried a lot. I used to have to go sit outside in the driveway until you stopped. Um, um, I would say if you're really concerned, I would make an excuse to go over and talk to her next time you see her sitting in the car and look in the back seat and see if there's a baby in the car seat. Yeah. I know if there not, is that no, really, I know that, the baby's not in the car. <sighs> I know. Yeah, then, then the baby's got to be inside. I mean, there's no yeah. other, there's no other option. Yeah. You know, part of the problem with that though is so let's unfold this. Let's say you call DCFS. That's who you would call for this. The department of children and family services. I know yeah. it has some different um, acronyms around the country and the world. Uh, you would call them, but the problem is they're like, okay, we'll come out and look into it, but they don't like come out then. So that doesn't help you. Like I see her, she's sitting in the car again. Yeah. They'll show up like two days later and they'll ask her some questions. Yep. That being said, if you do that at worst, she has to answer some questions. And right. maybe and then, she is doing this. She goes, oh shit, someone's calling on me. I better not do this shit anymore. Right. Um, or, or I don't know, man, it, it's tough. Cause I know like you don't want to get involved cause it's not. <laughs> It's not your business, right? Right. Because it be can that, always like, go the other way too, right? Like she says, no, no, that's crazy. And then she like murders this baby. 
So, so not to put that in your head, but there is another way this can go. Well, the story continues. <laughs> oh, good. So, so that's kind of where my mind has been on it. And like, in my mind, like as long as I keep hearing that baby, it's not like dead. You know, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know. I've been like very conflicted internally about this. I'm, I'm, I'm home last night. I'm sitting in my living room watching some Justified. And so the ro- like my the windows of my living room face the road, which is right there. And um, suddenly on the blinds, I'm seeing like blue and red, like, you know, alternating. And I'm thinking, oh, there's police outside. And uh, I do the universal like the dude coming outside to see what's going on. But in a way where. I want you to know that you're disrupting my evening, which is I didn't put shoes on. Okay. <laughs> so I just walk out shoeless in my socks and I'm, I'm looking around and there's two police cars and like a fire truck. And that's all I saw, but I didn't go around to the other side of the building where the parking lot is. There may have been an ambulance. I'm not sure. And so I'm thinking like, Ooh, I don't know if this is my business. So I figured, you know, if if a, if a lot of time goes by and like these lights don't go away, I'm going to see if I can investigate more. But within like 10, 15 minutes, gone. The tricky thing is, I didn't hear that baby last night. Yeah, it's a little uh it's a little off-putting. Weird, right? And so Yeah. This morning I looked and the car, the mom's car was there in the parking lot, no, no mom inside, uh, went to work, came home today, no car. Hmm. She got a little mystery on her hands. I'm going to keep listening for that baby. If I don't hear a baby, I might be the worst neighbor slash bad Samaritan like ever. In my head, I was going with ghost baby. That's why that mom sat in the car all the time. Doesn't want to be haunted by the ghost baby. Right. Like the baby's already been dead. But she can hear crying sometimes. She thinks it's in her head, but she doesn't hear it when she's sitting in her car. But you can hear it. Hmm? This is a terrible, terrible thing. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm going, I'm not being serious, but I'm not <laughs> making light of, of the situation. So that's, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. So that's why I didn't know if this was podcast worthy, because, like, there could be some real world implicate. And, like, fingers crossed, like, like I said in the beginning, I have no idea what's really going on. And so... I mean, it could just be normal, everyday stuff. Could be a really weird situation, and I'm really hoping for the normal, everyday stuff. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, I just did, I just, I don't know how to handle the situation. I don't know what's really going on. And so I just have to kind of fill in the blanks based on the information I have, which is, like, this could be, this could be kind of a, a horrible, horrible thing. I don't know. Keep an eye on the local news. Yeah, dude, that's, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. It, it's tough, man, because like I said, there's this there's this negative side. So everybody's like, Rob, you should push your way in there and find out if that baby's okay, right? But like I said, man, sometimes you can cause more problems um, yeah, getting right. involved. And that's that's also a real world thing, you know? So, I mean, you think of, um, let's just say, okay, for instance, you're, you're out and you see a couple having a, a an argument, right? And the guy uh, becomes somewhat physical and like you step in because you're being the good Samaritan, right? Like you don't know if that, that woman in that situation is going home and she's getting her ass beat double because Cause I stepped in because you stepped in, right? Yeah. So you want to do the right thing. But sometimes the thing that makes you feel better does not make the situation feel better. And and we forget that because the, the first thing we want to say is, well, I would totally step into that situation. But in reality, you can make it a lot worse. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, I don't want to call it, you know, virtue signaling or whatever. I'd like to think that I would do whatever the right thing was for that baby, too. But in the back of my mind, I, you know, like you said, you don't know what the right thing is. And the right thing for you could be the very wrong thing for that baby or for that mother or, you know. There, there could, for example, there could be a very plausible explanation that you're not yep. that you're not privy to. But DCFS shows up, and maybe the house is a little too dirty, or maybe they find out that this woman has a previous drug record or something, and they think she's on drugs. You know what I mean? And then they, right. they take the baby away from her, and and then I just ruined a life. Right? Yeah. So it's 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 a tough call, man. I'm I'm glad it's not me in that situation. That's what I'll say. Well, 
here's here's me trying to make myself feel better. Um, there there's a there's a woman who lives right next to this um, to the to the mom, and um, she's kind of a busybody, I guess is one way you could say it. Mm-hmm. She she definitely likes to she's in people's business, and um, I'll give you an example. It's we live in Illinois. It was this winter, so there's plenty of snow over this winter and when we get like a dusting of snow like not enough for like a plow but like just enough for like there to be like an inch or something of snow on the ground this woman she would go out and with her feet she would kick the snow off of like the lines separating the parking spots (laughs) so that not in a not in a helpful way i know she wasn't like oh i'll help these people out so they know how to park she did it in a way, like a passive-aggressive, like, don't park like an asshole just because it snowed. Yeah. Yeah, there are, um, yeah. I, so, I know people like that. That's So I'm thinking, if there was, if there was someone who was going to be up in this person's business, I got, I got her right there. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably a good point. Maybe, and who knows, maybe whatever transpired last night was a result of said busybody neighbor. Could be. Could be. So that's the weird. And, and I don't know, man, like uh, we, we're so lighthearted and like, you know, just blah, blah, blah. That was such a weird thing. I felt like it was weird enough where I had to share it because like it has the real dilemma, but it's also so just f- fucking weird. Like you never expect. And that's the thing about living in an apartment. You just get thrown together with people. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. And you have to just deal with the reality that kind of, you know, develops and Sometimes you get, you know, I guess this is like a literal helicopter mother. She's like out, you know, she's at a distance. I don't know. Maybe that's the opposite of a helicopter mother. Yeah, I think that's the exact opposite. I think helicopter mothers are constantly like <laughs> hovering, hovering over their children. <laughs> she's, this one's hovering, but kind of somewhere else. I don't know go. what that's yeah. called. Um, well, yeah, definitely keep us uh, keep us updated. I'm 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 a little fascinated on on uh, on how this is going to play out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's there's the that's what's new with me. You asked me, I want to say like 17 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, that's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I I just keep thinking (laughs) myself. God, I'm glad I don't have to make that choice. I guess I should ask. I guess I have to ask you now. What's new with you, Olivia?s Absolutely nothing. Nothing weird's going on in my life. Um, you know, I I, I'm still uh, living off the high of uh, having spent some time in New Orleans, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so much so that I'm, I'm I'm prepared to plan my next trip there. <laughs> so and I've been back for three weeks, I think now, two three weeks. Um, that's it. Nothing, man. I've just been working, and work kind of sucks. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot on my plate. <laughs> so outside of this podcast, um, I, I, I have a lot going on, but all of it is way too boring to to share on the podcast. All right. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you are you being honest when you say you're planning your next trip to New Orleans? Yes, essentially. Wow, is that going to be Halloween this year? Because like traditionally, yes. you okay? Yes, that's it's, that's the plan. I, I will see how well that comes together. Yeah. For so. for new listeners, Livius over the years, probably I'm guessing going back, you know, decades. Um, my first trip to New Orleans had to be yeah, probably pretty close to 20 years ago. That's probably not too far off. Wow, um, big big fan of New Orleans. You went twice in 2017, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah. Twice or in twenty seventeen. months. Twice in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. All right. So and and the thing. All right. So the, and the tent pole kind of experience for me, Livius. I'm sure we talked about this last time too, but like, Livius is an entirely different person in New Orleans, and I kind of, I kind of <laughs> want to be there to witness in person, like. <laughs> Nola Livius. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of one of those, it's like the observation effect or whatever. Like if I was there to observe it, you would act differently. Um, I don't know if I would, man. I, I will tell you that. And, and I don't see, I don't travel much. Right. But people are like, motherfucker, you're talking about going there two, three times a year, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't travel to a lot of different places. I think there's just a feeling there. I, I think, you know, this is going to sound really silly, but it's like, I feel like I'm meant to be there. Like I've I've been to, to to Long Beach and you know places we've gone and I just felt like 
you know, I don't know, like a stranger there. And like from the first time I went to New Orleans, I just I just loved it. And, and I feel I just feel right there. I feel like I belong there. Now, when I say New Orleans, I, I pretty much don't stray outside the French Quarter. I'm yeah. very much a tourist in, in that fashion that, yes, I've seen some other some of the other sites. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, this this cool restaurant that's like in a residential area. No, I, I pretty much stay in the French Quarter the entire time I'm there. But I love every minute of it. So and I, I can't spend enough time being outside and stuff like I don't like sitting in the hotel room like I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, I mean, I'll come back, take a nap in the afternoon after a long, you know, morning walking around doing things like take a nap in the afternoon then hit the streets again till you know, late at night or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's I mean, I can't recommend it enough um, as long as you don't go like in the summertime because then it's really hot and nasty. Yeah. But uh, Halloween's a great time to go. January's a great time to go. Um this last time we were there, we left on the first day of French Quarter Fest, which is a big music thing, which I'm not a huge, um, I want to say I'm not a huge music fan. I like the music I like. I don't like a wide variety of music, but the the, the atmosphere was uh, was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I just, I love it. I definitely recommend everybody, if you're looking for a place to go, just for like three or four days, New Orleans, man. That's, that's, that's the spot in the U.S. as far as I'm concerned. If I remember correctly, the last... <laughs> The last time you were there, wasn't there a Wrestle WrestleMania? Was yeah, so I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast. The day <laughs> we got in was the day after WrestleMania. And then there was another event there. Monday Night Raw event was also in New Orleans. So I think a lot of people were kind of staying over for both events. So it was this crowd of just... And, and I grew up a wrestling fan. But man, it is not a pretty crowd, the wrestling crowd. But it was everywhere because everybody that was there that was for there for the event had was wearing either a shirt they had just bought the night before or you'd see like a weird like WrestleMania three shirt from 20 years ago really faded or whatever. So you can kind of identify who the people were, not just on me guessing, but on, on the paraphernalia that they were wearing. And then yeah. so that was Monday. So Tuesday, they kind of start disappearing Wednesday, like the crowd thins out a little more. Um, but then it changes a little bit. You wind up with this older group of people who are there for the French Quarter Fest. So you get like kind of more and more geriatric crowd moved in, which is interesting because it was them and a lot of like middle school kids that yeah. either on field trips or band, you know, band class or, or whatever. But e either way, it's just there's an energy there that I, I have not felt um, really anywhere else that I've been. So, well, I, I've, I've got a new location I'm going to I'm going to challenge that with. Okay. And we'll see. How do you feel about Grand Rapids, Michigan? I was thinking if there was one place I could go that wasn't <laughs> New Orleans. I was like, you know, I've heard great things about Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Do you know what I'm talking about? I Look do. This. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, I guess it's podcast relevant. We're not going to go uh, as, as booked. We're not going to a uh, conference in 2018. We made that decision. I think partly because like both of us have been traveling like crazy over the last few years and like having a tame year is probably a good thing. But also just like, um, we're, we're spending the Patreon money like crazy. We gotta let it, we gotta let it catch up a little bit. Um, and so also just kind of some of the locations and dates just didn't work out for the conventions and conferences that are happening in 2018. Um, either they're happening way too soon. Like StokerCon already happened. NoirCon. Did you see the thing about NoirCon? Did we talk about this? You mentioned it to me. We didn't talk about it on the podcast, okay. but you you sent me a message. Yeah, like so NoirCon, which we a uh, uh, friend of the podcast Nick Corpon goes to every year. Um, like one of the co-founders or the co-whatever head people died, and so they're like, "We're you know we're not doing it this year, but you know we'll be back." And I was like, "That is the saddest shit I have seen in a long time." Um, that's awful. Um, Truly terrible. I know that Nick uh, enjoys that event a lot. I don't know a lot about it. Sounds like a place we'd probably <laughs> have a good time at. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. Yeah. So like uh, the, it's not in the cards for many reasons to do a conference this year. However, I got my eyes lit up because getting Livius to even go in. We live 40 miles ish from the city of Chicago. Getting Livius to go to something in the city of Chicago is 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 a very difficult thing. So, getting him to get into a plane and fly to Los Angeles is is much much more difficult. So my eyes lit up 
when I saw that StokerCon 2019 is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is less than four hours of a drive from from like mine or Livius's house. Yeah, we had a, you know, we had a mixed uh, bag at the StokerCon we were at. So we enjoyed all the guests, uh, you know, that highlight of, of my podcasting uh, career, you know, and in, in, in some of the people we met and we've talked about is ad nauseum. I'm hoping that we can pull off something that's a little better in scheduling this time because <laughs> I had yeah. a lot of fun at the event, but it was a little overshadowed by being um, angry. As Rob knows, when we have a plan, I like to plan to work out the way the plan's supposed to work out. And when yeah. somebody um, drops the ball or, or, or whatever to cause that not to happen, I get a little bit testy, especially when I flew across the country <laughs> to, to get do, there. To do so, thing, yeah. yeah, so it's not like me saying, hey, we're recording. It's Tuesday. Rob and I started recording. Rob like, I've got something to do. I'm like, all right, then we'll just record tomorrow night. Like, it's no big deal. But if right. I had to fly across the country for Rob to tell me, hey, I'm breaking our recording schedule because I have something else to do, I'm going to be a little pissed. So um, I, I, I had a, a great time um, for, for the things that did work out very well at StokerCon, and I, I'm willing to, to give it another go based on um, based on that experience of it. So, um, yeah. So we haven't we haven't confirmed anything with uh, with StokerCon at all, but it looks like this is a prime candidate for our next um, booked adventure, and I'm excited because um, Josh Mallerman is one of the guests of honor, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm yeah. guessing Josh could pull some strings. That's all I'm going to say. He probably but. knows the people, you know, that are involved. So, yeah, if we could get another panel going, that'd be cool. Um, get get a, a gaggle of, of people to interview together would be cool. Um, I saw some, I, I scrolled through, in addition to the guests of honor, you can see the people that have registered already. And I saw some names that are interesting in there. So um, it's looking like that is, is a likely candidate for uh, May of 2019 being our next um, conference that we attend. Should be kind of cool. Now, we've never met Josh Mallerman. Yeah, I haven't met him in person at all. Which would be very cool. Robert McCammon is on that list. And I was a big Robert McCammon fan back when I was 17. And I will say that's continued on. I haven't read his last um, two books in the series that he wrote. Uh, this podcast has really killed by my ability to read, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, Robert McCammon's someone I'd love to talk to. So I definitely have already started formulating a wish list for StokerCon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it would be cool to get to another conference, you know, get another panel under our belt maybe and, um, shake Josh Mallerman's hand. He's one of those authors who there's not a lot of people that are taller than me. I already know that guy's taller than me. Like Stephen Graham Jones threw me for a loop. I thought he was going to be a short dude and he's like seven feet tall. Josh Mallerman's another he's, one of those tall people. He's not seven feet tall. He's, for anybody he's, he's who like seven feet tall. <laughs> I think he's six um, four. I I didn't know that this was a thing for you. I can introduce you to like some some pretty tall guys. I mean, if that's just kind of your, your excitement well, level for meeting people, I think right? it's, I'm gonna. It's tall plus like author. There you go. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm sure that's know. somebody's fetish. No, I'm Tall not saying authors. it's yours. I'm just saying that I'm sure that's somebody's <laughs> fetish. Like I like a guy who writes books and is really tall. <laughs> Single, white, female. Anyway. Um, can I... Um, can I is, go ahead. Can I, speaking of Josh Mallerman, speaking of tall authors, um, I got a little I got a little piece of mail today. Did I? Uh, you already. I already told you, so we we don't have to pretend like you don't know what it is. <laughs> I was going to pitch it over to you, but you were you went yeah. on your own. So yeah. that's. So, um, for our listeners, you might remember back to uh, the. You might not because we just posted it like today, um, the Unbury Carol uh, episode. We t- <laughs> we were talking about getting books uh, sent to us from publishers, and it was this big thing with Delray and everything like that. But anyway, um, uh, Livius had had said that he was excited. Um, to, to read Goblin, which is a, a, I guess it's a collection of novellas. I called it a short story collection, but it's a collection of novellas that was published very, very limited quantities um, and kind of on the expensive side. Uh, and, and talking about how we want to get our hands on that, but no one's putting that in the mail for us, is what Livia said. Meantime, in between when we recorded that and now, Josh... Put that put that in the mail for us. Like he sent me a copy of Goblin, and it's one of the, like the limited nice nice copies. And it was before he even had a chance to listen to us say 
no one's sending us a copy of Goblin. So I thought that was a, a nice a nice gesture from him and just perfectly timed. Yes, very, very nice of him. I'm going to have to agree. And in a, in a, from his personal stash. Yeah, they gave him like a handful or whatever just to give mm-hmm. out to or hold on to or whatever. And yep. he, he was nice enough to um, send me a copy. So really, I mean, it's awesome. Like it's, it's, it's like one of those in the front, in the front page, it says 500 numbered and 15 letter lettered copies were printed. This is copy. And then it's just got his initials. So it's not even within the realm of that limit. So it's kind of neat. I, uh, I agree. That is uh super cool, but you know who does listen to podcasts and then do what we ask them to do? Apparently publishers. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's and, right. I forgot about this. Uh, yeah, so I, I grabbed mine. It's still in the car because I grabbed it like on the way out of the house. You know, I was like, oh, what's this? So I, I took it and I opened it up and <laughs> I get a, I get a uh, who's, who, did, who sent it to us. Do you remember? Uh, this one? I don't. I'm sorry. Harper Collins, that's okay. I think. It's, yeah, I think you're right. It's Harper Collins. And um, I go, oh, they sent multiple books. So there's a hardcover book, which I go, oh, great. This is the third in a series. But included are two paperbacks, and they are books one and two. So people who listen to the show regularly will know Rob and I often joke about how poorly they do this, where they send us, you know, the third book in a trilogy. We're like, what am I even supposed to do with this? First of all, it's science fiction. Second of all, I have no idea what this is. I haven't read the first two. So how am I going to, even if I really wanted to, reviewing it is 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 difficult um, and, and probably poor podcasting, right? Because we've done this before. We've, we've reviewed our first two episodes where yeah. two <laughs> books that were not the first yeah. in a series. Yeah, we, we learned our lesson pretty early on. And we'll do it once in a while um, for something like, for example, in June, we'll be reviewing something that's probably the 10th or 12th in a series because I want Rob to be introduced to the character um, not so much the, you know, the storyline. So, yeah. yeah, but, um, so yeah, I don't know if they listen, but this is the first time this has happened. Am I correct in saying that? No, the second time. Cause didn't we get, um, that one, uh, it was a book that I had already received and then they sent us. Oh, and then they sent, yeah, you said you got it and then they sent, yeah, yes. So yeah. the second time, so they're getting better, but I, I don't, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what's going through their heads now. They're like, all right, if we send them all three books, maybe they'll read the first one, the second one, and the third one. Because really what we want is a review for the third one because that's the one that's new and, right. and hot. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's got to be some dedication. Three books show up and you're like, I'm going to read. And these were not thin books. I, I'm guessing these no, are probably yeah. 400 plus pages each. I'm going to read these 1,500 pages just so just I can put up a review, uh, review of one for this, book. Yeah. for this third book. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little weird, but I will say they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I, I mean, here's and, and I'm at a new, I got a new kind of goal with these these books. So I know Livius, you said that you just basically give them away, and I've given some of them away, but they just kind of keep piling up. There's this little like half wall thing in between my living room and my bedroom, like a, almost like a window, and um. So there's like a like a like a and it's difficult to explain, but um, like a sill almost like and and so they're just piling up there, and I figure if I get enough, it'll be like I filled in that whole little whole area. <laughs> so it's like I'm I'm finishing the wall. Yeah, yeah, these. that is that is that's, yeah. that's accurate. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. You know, and the thing that sucks about it the most is <laughs> there's some guy out there who's chomping at the bit for that third book. Like we do when we go, ah, I can't believe we can't get our hands on this book. It's coming out in two months or or whatever. And I would never put them online and sell them because I think that's crappy. And and that's happening. I'll I'll give you an example. I just ordered a copy of Paul Tremblay's new book off a books. So somebody got an arc. Yep. And because Rob has a copy, Rob has an arc, but it would be easier for us to each have our own. I I just paid 12 bucks for it. So I know I enabled this person. Um, I feel kind of bad about it. Um, but then again, I kind of want to have the book to read so we can review it in a timely fashion. And I didn't get an art copy. So, um, what I'm saying is I would never do that, but I feel bad because I have something that's valuable to somebody. And by value, I mean like they would love to have this a month before any of their other dorky sci-fi friends have it or, or whatever, you know? And I just, (laughs) it literally is just going to sit and, you know, a few people when they come by, I'm like, you want any of those, just go ahead and take them. Like, it's mine. Yeah. Just 
So and, and usually people take them, you know, they're like, oh, this looks interesting. I know they never read them. They take them and maybe they're building their own wall. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, they're 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 filling in their walls. We could, you know, we could one day like load them all up in a car and take them to, like a library, donate them to like a library. They do book sales and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. We could do that. That's not a maybe bad we'll idea. Do that one day. Yep. I'll be our we'll, we'll be doing our civic duty after Rob's done building the wall. Yeah. Then I get to tear it down like fucking Berlin. Like Ronald Reagan. Like Ronald Reagan. I, I I feel like this was a really strange episode, Olivia. It's a very, very strange episode. This is why we need to read more books. Yeah. We started out strong with Rob Hart, though, so I feel good about that. We did. I, I agree. I'm super excited for that guy. I don't know him terribly well, but, um, you know, and, and I know we mentioned this before because everyone we talk about it's like the nicest guy. Rob's a super nice guy, so I'm, I'm really glad that happened to him. There's a couple people we've had on the show I don't wish them, you know. That type of success, but Rob Hart, I do. Yeah, I've got some of those too. I mean, we met, we were talking about one of them before we started. We were, um, but uh, yeah. So congratulations, Rob. Um, and now, like, there's going to be a year where, like, assuming the podcast continues for years and years and years, where we're just like, uh, we have to take time away from reading to talk about all the movies of the books that we reviewed like six years ago. Yeah, it's gonna and there's, we, we did that on a previous um, interlude not that long ago where we covered like probably four properties that yeah. were coming uh, that are in know, development yeah. coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And and uh, I definitely think The Warehouse is going to be on that list of uh, movies. Maybe we'll go see maybe we'll see that movie in the reclining chairs again. That was fun. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps it up, right? It does. We have our next book. So um, I, we are uh, ahead of the game. Um, this is going to be a little bit timely because, you know, we don't have an advanced copy like, you know, other people who are friends of this podcast have sitting on their <laughs> shelf. Um, Adjustment Day by Chuck Palahniuk um, came out today. So after we're off this uh, off this podcast, I am going to go purchase my copy and start reading. So that'll be uh, next week's review episode. It's his first book in four years. Um, uh, I guess yeah. four years ago, we probably reviewed... We did um, uh, Damned. Yeah, was there a sequel to Damned? Yeah, it was called Doomed. Okay, we didn't read Doomed. So maybe it was five years ago when we reviewed our last Polonic book then. Well, I don't know. So I don't know the chronology of this because Damned was really early on. I think that was like 2012 maybe, 2013. But then uh, Invisible Monsters Remix I think was after that. Oh, yeah, and I had a lot of fun with that. I think that's great, a great book. Great, so, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, not damned, not so not much. Not so good. That one, no, not that, that great. was not. That was not oh, not that good. So <laughs> we're fifty fifty for uh, Paulinic reviews. Although I love all of his early. I sound just like everybody else who's listening to this podcast. I loved all of his early stuff. The rest of it, meh, not so much. <laughs> cool. Looking forward to it. And then, yeah, some good some good books in the future coming up. So uh, that's going to do it for t- this episode. Join us next week for some Paulinic. Until then, I'm Rob Olson, and I'm Livia Snud, and keep reading.